All right. Why does it hurt when the addict says I'm beautiful? This is something I wondered myself. What's up, Recovery Warriors? Have you seen our Patreon site yet? If not, you need to go check it out. As you know, here on the podcast, you get this content for free. But over on Patreon, it gives us the opportunity to give you more interaction with us so that we can help you more in depth. So while you're listening right now, go over, hop on Patreon. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And type in the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert, and you'll find us there. Or you can click on the show notes um, to the link over to Patreon. There's next level tools and resources there. So we hope to see you over there. Now let's get on with the show. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Okay, we've got a review, guys, that we want to read. Welcome to this uh, episode today. You're going to hear me talk a little bit more uh, peculiar than I normally do because I had some, I had a procedure done in my mouth, and uh, it looks like Freddy Krueger tried to brush my teeth with his <laughs> fingers. So, with that really awesome detail <laughs> to start, review, exactly, <laughs> I'm going to read a review. Um, it's called Empowering. It says, I know it sounds cliche, but this podcast literally has been, literally has been changing, uh, has been life-changing. My husband and I were at the end of our rope. I, listen, I listened to the first episode the day my husband asked for a divorce. This podcast has given me so much hope. It is the biggest reason we have both decided to be fully invested in the marriage. I had never heard of betrayal trauma. I think I was in denial that I had a problem. There's an episode for that. Thank you, Ashlyn, Kobe, and Brandon for sharing your stories, hearts, and your expertise. Awesome. What a cool Heck review. Yeah. Keep working it. Yeah. Go for it. Guys, everybody's going to have a different path of recovery, and that might be that you uh, that you stay together. That might be that you end up divorcing your partner, but at the end of the day... This podcast is meant to uh, give hope, is to share experience, and to model um, healthy recovery with three different perspectives. And uh, so for you guys who are listening, we're grateful that you're here. Absolutely. I wanted to share a quick um, success for some of my new girls in group this week. Um, We had a podcast from last week that was really empowering and to women or to those in betrayal trauma. And I, um, we had a lot of good feedback, which was exciting because that means you guys are, we're on the same page yeah. and you guys want to move past the hurt. And these women came into group and they had that mentality of, I'm here for me. I have hope that I can make change because I have the choice to do it. And, you know, I'm here whether they show up or not. So love it. I love it. Okay. All right. Let's dive right in. But before we get started... Okay, so when he calls, when he says that you're beautiful, or he says that he he wants you, he likes you, he loves you, um, that can be very triggering and um, not a good experience. Uh, although he's saying something nice and he's saying something good, it can really suck. Yeah. Right. Why so, Ashlyn? Well, for me, and I know for so many other who've been through our story or similar, it never, there was never a period of, 
I don't love you or you're not beautiful. Um, and I know everyone's story is different, but right. Kobe showed up and he was on social media and, you know, doting over how wonderful I was and how, what a good mom and how beautiful during his second affair. And so, you know, as those Facebook memories would pop up, I'm like, Kobe, like, look at, look what you would do. And this is, was, was that a bit of overcompensation? Is that what you were uh, doing? There was there was overcompensation, but I think there were also layered with moments of clarity as to what reality really was, as to who Ashlyn was, and the fact that she had stayed despite, um, you know. So, so you truly were grateful for her and thought she was wonderful. Yeah, for sure. You you weren't just full of it. No, 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 and, and that's and see that's the piece on this that's super that was super vexing for me because and in fact and I remember, me <laughs> yeah for sure I remember um, writing you a note randomly in I don't know 2011 2012 and you put it on the fridge for a long time in the old house and um, I remember reading it and I'm in recovery and realizing oh dude I was so in addict mode during all that and it wasn't like I was looking at porn and then writing this note to you. It was, it was one of those moments where um, my days, okay, so, so my days, there was a sm super small percentage, like a half a percent day-to-day -day that was spent in addict mode. And the other part of the day, I, was, um, I wasn't, but I was definitely unskilled. I was not emotionally intelligent. I was not emotionally skilled, okay? But my heart did long for you. It's just the big message was the painful message, which was I was in douche mode <laughs> and I was acting out. <laughs> the way you said that, it sounded so profound. I know. And then you're like, and it was that I was in douche mode, right? <laughs> Not uh, profound. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you, you know, this, this topic I, I love. Um, it's complex, though. It's, yeah. uh, you know, th there's different things in different phases of recovery that could be going on or of the the trauma that could be going on um that caused this feeling of like ickiness when it comes to um him saying nice things to you yeah um you know one thing that i see a lot of is um he says nice things for to you for him um mm -hmm. and, and what that means is he wants to tell you you're beautiful. He wants to tell you you're loved because he's afraid that he's going to get abandoned. He's afraid that, that, you know, he's not a good husband. And so he's trying to, trying to do all the right things to keep you around. And so it's disingenuine and, um, you know, and, and she can sense that she can feel that, um, you, you know, you're sending me these things, um, because you, you're scared, you need this. So like, Stop giving me the lip service, basically, okay. right? Is it a little bit, too, the idea of I hurt you, and so I'm trying to make up for it? Absolutely. So, okay. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, and it's hard to believe as, as, the, as the spouse where it's like, okay, you're acting out with uh, these other women or with pornography or whatever, and then you're trying to make it right by telling me I'm beautiful. Right. It's, it's very, it's icky, like you said, mm -hmm. and very confusing because I've had so many women as of lately who say, I've seen what they were looking at, or I know what that woman he cheated with looks right. like, 
I don't measure up. Right. Like the reality is I look like this. And so right. how can he look at me and say, I am beautiful? Right. Although I do think that he can think both that, you know, he's lusting out with, with pornography fantasy. and fantasy or he's escaping. He can still think his spouse is beautiful. He may not though. He might just be saying it to manipulate her back into the relationship right? So it's confusing. Is he genuine? And is he not genuine? But what it, what it shows is a, is a big giant crack in the foundation of the relationship. The trust is shattered. So he can say, Hey, I love you and you're beautiful. And if she's feeling, Ugh, I, you know, then there's a crack there. And so instead of continuing to try to force, Hey, I love you. Can't you hear that? I'm telling you you're beautiful. Won't that make it all right? You got to take a few steps back, look at the foundation of that relationship and start to go through the process of, of, of rebuilding that foundation. And, and just by telling her she's beautiful consistently, that won't do it. It almost did the opposite for me yes. because it had me spinning. And so I didn't have time to really like, is this real? And do I want this? It was like, I didn't even know. I didn't have time to think because I was still down here. You know, Absolutely. And on a scale from one to 10 of trust and safety, I was more like a four. Right. You know, and so I was still working that. I did ask for him to stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, think about it. If he's, if he's trying to salvage the relationship by being disingenuine and selfish. And now, I know it seems weird to think him saying you're beautiful is disingenuine and selfish, but it can be. That's not going to rebuild the foundation of real safety and trust in the relationship. Okay, so what's going through my head right now is there were times when I was acting out an addiction where I would like post on Facebook and that was an effort to get you to believe that I was um, not acting out to paint the picture that I was in a good place. Those are manipulations. Right, can you hear that? Like, it, Totally. It, you're using her to, I, I mean... That that is so that wrong. Is classic that is so wrong. Addict mode. I, I am gonna tell the world how beautiful you are, so that you think that I'm not acting out. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. And and, and I did the same thing though. I did the same thing at work. It was like my, my I did the same thing in my life where I would act a certain way so that people around me would sus would, would would think exactly what I wanted them to think about me. Right. Right. Which was not actually what I was doing. Right. Secretly, Ash. My disclaimer is not everyone who says great things on social media is lying. Well, and, and not, <laughs> not everybody point. who says great things is lying. Yeah. You, you, but but here's the thing. Even the liar, or no, no, I shouldn't say the liar, because that's a that's a real big blanket statement. Even the person who has, even me, okay, when I lied about um, the first affair or the second affair, and I would still say nice things, um, there are moments when I would wear that hat of liar, of manipulator, of I'm just you know, throwing out a false trail, right? So that you don't suspect where I really am. Um, those are moments, but there are also genuine moments, I believe, with every person who struggles with addiction that they kind of, they have this, this glimpse. Uh, glimpse or this moment of, of reality and what it actually is. And I think that's heaven sent. And I think those are important moments. Um, they're just riddled with conflict from the, from the viewpoint of the betrayed, no matter if it's a man or a woman. Well, I think, I, I, I don't think it's a matter of words or what you say. Um, it's a matter of feeling. Mm -hmm. So 
uh, you can feel whether they're really genuine or whether they're not genuine. And, and so they can say, I love you, you're beautiful. And that can be scary, but it can feel real or it can feel like, shut up. Yeah. Like, ugh. So, I think we were in the, in the boat of the ladder on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, for a while, yeah, it hurt too much for it to even, for me to allow myself to like, is this real? Is this not? I was right. still in too much hurt. You, you just wanted to disconnect yes. no matter what. I just yeah. needed a break yes. from it. And so he did give me a break. It right. wasn't like, don't ever do this again. Don't but, ever. But, but him you know. giving you a break is saying, look, I respect you and I love you. And so I love all of you. If you need a break from yeah. me saying this to you, I'm okay to do that. And I'll give you that space instead of forcing it over and over and over again. That will show his fear and yeah. his weakness and you, you won't feel safe with them. And, yeah. it and, it, and we always struggled with like, you're so pushy. And so it was like reinforcing you're pushy. You're mm-hmm. really uh-huh. pushing this belief onto me that I can't accept right now. Um, another part is he would it was all of his compliments seemed to be visual so yeah. i was beautiful and oh you look so great in that outfit and oh look how beautiful you right. are and so for me it was like i need to know why you love me outside connect of what to my I heart like. connect to my soul yes right see me like and deep down yeah. so we kind of turned that corner of uh-huh. okay maybe i'm ready to hear it but i need to hear really why you love right. me right you know what really says i love you is it, you get me thinking, Ashlyn? What really says that you're beautiful and I love you is empathizing with somebody. Oh, it's holding yes. space with their 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 ugly, with yeah. with the nasty, with the whatever with whatever difficult, uncomfortable emotion they have. It's just validating that and seeing that and loving them in that. That really says, hey, I do love all of you, and all of you is beautiful. But if, you, if you're constantly disconnecting from everything a little bit uncomfortable about that person, but then, you know, you get to work in the morning and send them a text of how much you love them, it's going to be like, yeah, uh, BS, <laughs> right? Um, I think there's another thing that, that's kind of a different scenario that happens. And that's when, you know, recovery's happening. Um, he is genuine. He is honest. He's trying to not just trying, he, he, he's loving himself. So he's open to loving her. And, um, she might really not like that. Not because he's disingenuine. Um, it might be because she's just, she's scared to, to get vulnerable again. Yes. She knows that it's real and she just doesn't want to step into that. So it, it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And I had a friend this week that she's there. They're both working recovery. They've done a lot of work to heal. And she says, I don't feel like I'm in betrayal trauma, but I'm still working on me. Right. You're she's right. still in the growth mindset. Right. And she said, so when he brings me flowers or when he shows up for me, I feel that it's real and I see his sincerity and that right. he really is making efforts. But her humanness is like on guard. Right. Like, keep those walls up. Right. 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 So, so if I were him, I would, I would continue to do what he's doing. Um, if she asked him to stop, I would, I would respect that. Right. But it sounds like she likes it. She knows it's genuine, but she's just, she's, she's working through her stuff. Cause, yeah. cause she's going to have to step into some courage to, to start to open up again in the relationship, take those walls down and actually really start to create some intimacy. Um, but so she might not like it, Yeah. but she kind of, she likes it. Do you, she, you know what I mean? She does. And the cool part of this friend, 
Um, she's in one of my groups. She is very open. And so she's willing to go to her husband and say, I love the way this feels. It feels so good. But I'm so scared. I'm Excellent. S- I'm still, That's pretty I rad. can feel my walls up. But so she's giving him something, right? She's not like shutting him down and this is doesn't feel real or I don't like this. I'm triggered. That's different. Right. She's showing up and like, here's something. I am trying and I'm working through this, but I am recognizing it so, feels So real. she's speaking her vulnerabilities and her fears and he's being honest and genuine. They're in a process of, of building that foundation of trust there. And so over time, they're going to look back and say, whoa, like we're close. Yeah. We can talk about hard things. Um, when you say something to me, I believe it. So if you say I'm beautiful, that feels good. But and they're not quite there yet, but they're definitely doing the right things oh, to yeah. get there. Yeah. They're, so. I, I think worlds ahead of where they think they are. Right. Because of what I see them doing, having those conversations. This okay. is an example of why it's imperative for uh, both partners who are in a relationship where there's been betrayal to to simultaneously do the work together. Not not together as in like a couple sessions, but to each do their own individual work. And then engage in those processes. Exactly, yes. exactly. And um, because just like you identified, if you've got some, the, the addict who is, who is working on themselves and growing and is becoming more emotionally aware, more emotionally skilled, but their partner who's been hurt isn't, they're not going to, they're not going to have the commensurate skill set or understanding to see what that progress actually is. Right. They're going to just still see it through a lens of betrayal and hurt, which is normal, but there's, there's so much more life beyond that and doing the work and growing through betrayal trauma is a super key function. I wanted to identify one other thing on this um, is uh, talk is cheap. If, if you're the addict and, and I remember hearing that lots um, and what was also an interesting little caveat for our relationship is when Ashlyn would be out of town and I would relapse, I would do what, Ashlyn? Clean. Not just clean. I would... Deep clean. I would de- I was like move furniture <laughs> and vacuum, like bed. Next, I would just Next couches. time you relapse, could you come over to my house? <laughs> right? I would deep clean bathrooms. because when, when I'm avoidance, I clean too. So it's, there, yeah. we're really healthy. <laughs> no. It, it, it was... It was... I... It was just a, a funny thing because then when for for a season after, right, even into recovery, when I would clean out, I was like, wait a second, you're cleaning. <laughs> What's it. going what, on? Like what exactly is going on? Here's my point is talk is cheap and actions can be meaningless if there isn't an emotional... Yeah, what, is the, what is the intention underneath those things? Like own it. Like it would be better for you for her to come home to a completely like disaster of a house yeah. and for you to say, I really wanted to clean the entire house because I'm afraid because I relapsed and I wanted to show you that everything's okay. Aww. It would be better for you to yeah. own that yeah. and sit in a disaster house than to clean the whole house and be like, look at me, I'm good, right? Yes. You're, you're like manipulating. Puppy. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's the piece I think that's super important for those who are addicted to, who are listening to, to, to decipher in this is we can't do what we have always done in order for trust, even in a small word of, of like, wow, you look really beautiful today, to not be painful, it must be accompanied with personal individual growth, which 
and integrity. Like you said, and integrity, which is like you said, it's like it, it, an example of it is to show up with empathy for the betrayed. But also remember that part of doing your own work and growing internally to have empathy starts to uh, grow this self-love mm-hmm. and this self-confidence. There's no way that I can sufficiently love you in word or in deed if I don't begin the process of loving my own self. And so that's, that's a loving your own self despite what you have done is a byproduct of doing your own work and well, developing an emotional skill set and well, recovery skill set. on the flip side of that, and going along with this topic, um, if, if I, let, let's say my, my spouse, my wife, um, said, you're amazing. Um, I love you so much because you're amazing. And I really, really deep down felt like I was not amazing, right? So, so she might be as genuine and authentic mm-hmm. and real with me as she can possibly be. She's being honest about how she views me. If, if within myself, I don't view myself that way, I'm not going to like that she's saying that to me. Yeah. Yes. So that's all within me, right? I think it was both for us for sure because if I don't feel enough, and I know who he's been with and what he's seen. Right. Nothing he says will make it right. 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 So a perfect example of what you just said <laughs> actually took place this morning in our workout. What? Because we're working remember. out and Ashlyn is just warming up and she's like moving her arms and like loosening up her shoulders. Oh. And I said, man, you've got great shoulders and great arms. And she's like, I know. I don't need you to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so much. <laughs> but 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 the point with it is, is she didn't say it in an arrogant way. She said it in a matter of fact way that she that, that demonstrated she was grounded right, in right, her right. own if she, worth. If she felt like her arms were totally ugly and you were saying, you have beautiful arms, she's going to have a hard time hearing you say that. Exactly. Right? And it comes back to what you were just saying, Ashlyn, is if you want to feel comfortable um, having somebody say that you're beautiful, then you need to be able to look in the mirror and say, you're beautiful. Like, yeah. I, I see beauty there. And then it, you can accept it as it comes, but you're going to push against it no matter w- you know if, who the other person is if you don't believe it yourself. You know, it's funny, Brennan, because I'm looking back at my life and I always have had really beautiful friends, like natural mm-hmm. beauty friends. And I always felt like the weird, ugly duckling, like freckle face, braces, glasses, all the things, right. frizzy hair. And so that spike narrative was like running, running through your mind the over time and over I was again. Little, like my best friend was beautiful. Which it does for, uh, I would guess a lot of those women had the same, same spike stuff. narrative going on in their yeah. mind. And so, might, might have just been a byproduct of the '80s, though. Just saying, <laughs> just I am saying. from the '80s. Too much neon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for so, I remember when I started to really believe, I am beautiful. It was like, was I always? And I just didn't yeah. see it. And I just told myself, right. It's not like I've all of a sudden. Yes, I do take care of myself in a different way now. But I haven't really morphed that much. Right. You know, so. Yes, you were always. <laughs> that the truth is, is it was there, right? Yeah, definitely. And to rediscover that opens up the possibility to hear it from others. Yeah, it right? has. Yeah. So I, my stamp on this, yes. Yes. So so just to review, okay? So if you're going to, be impeccable with your word. It's one of my favorite agreements from the book, The Four Agreements. If you're going to say that somebody's beautiful, mean that they're beautiful. Don't, you know, don't say it with ulterior motives. 
um, with manipulations. Like speak your truth and be impeccable with that word. That's really important. You will destroy trust and safety by saying nice things to your spouse if you're full of shiz, right? <laughs> totally. That's so and 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 one one just to speak to that, I think one important thing on this particular topic is is um, if your partner has come to you and said, don't tell me those words, honor that. Yes. No, if they've come to you and said that, then honor that. If they haven't... Actually, don't just honor it. Listen to that as, okay, there's a foundational piece busted here. Yeah. What can I shift to, to, to start to heal that foundation? I got to show that's it That's good feedback. Way, yeah. That's your way. own internal feedback that she needs or that he needs in order to accept that. But But keep this in mind is... If you say, for instance, if, well, do you remember what my response, so for instance, in this particular situation this morning when I said, Ashlyn, um, your shoulders and arms look great. She's like, I know that. Do you remember what I said in response? Not really. Okay. Something I like, said, I don't know. care if you know it or not. I'm just oh. saying it. Like, I, that's, yes. that's, that's what, it, so my point with it is, is your partner, you might be growing internally and you might share something with your partner that they don't accept. And, and what's okay to respond with is, I get why you don't like me hearing that, but that's my truth, and I'm present, I'm in the moment, and I'm telling you what my yeah, truth is. Yeah. And you can accept that or not, but that's where as I am. As long as you're being honest with yeah. that. That's awesome. That, that is a super important piece because therein is a, um, is a demonstration of confidence amidst pushback. Right, yes. I, I, and, and that will create safety yeah. because you can, you can handle the uncomfortableness of where they're at with what you're saying, but if you're if you're being honest, if you're being true, you can stay in that truth. Yep. You, you know, even though they're pushing back against because it. there's a certain kind of energy that's associated with yeah. being able to say, "I accept the fact you don't like that." Right. But that's my truth, and I'm telling right. you anyways. If you're not in that place, if you're doing this in a very manipulative, ingenuous way, disingenuous way, the corresponding energy will be there, and they will they will call, they will feel the BS. Right, in that statement. I, I, so be, be I, you I warned. Try something, though. Jenny's been doing this with me a little bit, and I actually love it. It's totally hot, and, and I love it. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll say hey to guys, her, I'll the, say like... The legend's about to put it down. <laughs> Pay close attention. <laughs> no, I'll just say something to her, like, you're amazing, or you're, you're, you're just awesome. I'm lucky to have you. And she'll say like, yeah, you are. Yeah, That's so she'll cool. say, yeah, I'm, yeah, I am. I am amazing, and I'll be like, yeah, heck yeah, you are. And we'll just stay there in that for a second, right? So she'll just accept the compliment and accept the love, and I mean it. I totally mean it when I say it to her, and and she's starting to really believe it herself, and it's good for both of us. Yeah, right. Love it. Well, guys, listen, uh, we're glad you're here. Um, if you haven't yet, we'd love to have you rate and review the podcast because that's critical for helping other people find the content that we deliver here. I uh, want to also say that uh, today is a, a special day in the sense that today's my turn in the, uh, in, in the three of us to do a live Q&A where I answer questions that have previously been submitted, but I also answer questions live from people on a video conference. And intimate uh, access. Yeah, it's, it's the intimate access tier three uh, level of our Patreon site, our our premium site. And uh, if you haven't experienced that, come over because every month, Brandon, Ashlyn and I take 30 to 45 minutes and we answer questions live and we interact live. And that is, um, part of the reason why we've done that is to give you guys additional access to us because we know that a lot of you are spending, a lot of you are in different places 
and you can bring those various questions to these uh, every month. So and you can I'm do it anonymously. That. Yeah, that's also true. You can show up as without anybody seeing you, and you can use your, you know, best friend's name rather than your own. Yep. Anyways, thanks for being here, guys. Awesome. See you guys. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. To find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom, you'll see the link to our Patreon site.